Welcome to the Wellness and Wanderlust podcast. We're here to demystify wellness and help you add a little adventure to your life. Tune in for a new episode every week where we'll hear from incredible guests and talk about ways to be happier and healthier in our new normal. I'm your host, Valerie Moses. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wellness and Wanderlust, a show that is all about helping you create your best life one small step at a time. I'm so glad you're here with us this week. Whether you're tuning in for the very first time or you're a longtime listener of the show, thank you for being a part of this amazing community. This week, we have an incredible returning guest, Lizzie Kangro. Lizzie is an expert nutritionist and best-selling author of the book, Reclaim the Rebel, all about how we can defy our limiting beliefs and achieve unconditional self-love. Lizzie first appeared on episode 73 of this show show, which came out almost exactly one year ago, and she was such a delight that I was thrilled to have her back on. And if you haven't listened to episode 73, I highly encourage you to tune into our initial conversation. Now in this week's conversation, Lizzie and I talk about New Year's resolutions and goal setting, and why you might not be reaching the goals you initially set out for yourself. We discuss positive habits that lead to major transformation in our lives, how we can get reconnected with our bodies, why the traditional approaches sold to us in nutrition are often not geared toward women and ways we can step into our power this year. Lizzie is such a light, and I'm always so inspired by our conversations, so I know you're going to love hearing from her. Before we get any further into today's episode, I would like to thank our sponsor, Energy Bits. For those of you who haven't introduced algae into your wellness routine yet, it's time to try it out. Algae is a nutrient-dense superfood and so easy to consume. Energy Bits offers 100% spirulina and chlorella tablets, which are naturally grown and non-GMO. I'm a huge fan of their chlorella recovery bit tablets. Chlorella is an incredibly detoxifying algae that can help your body recover after a workout, improve digestion, and more. As bonus, I found these tablets to be really helpful after a night out to avoid a hangover, which is so much more inevitable after you hit your 30s, so highly, highly recommend. If you're interested in trying them out for yourself, you can visit energybits.com and use my code wellnessandwanderlust for 20% off. I will link them in the show notes as well. We had founder Katherine Arnston on episode 19 of the show, so a little ways back. So if you want to learn more about the benefits of algae, be sure to check out that episode. All right, my friends, now on to today's conversation. Lizzie, I'm so excited to have you back at Wellness and Wanderlust. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be back. Well, it is so great to have you on. As we were talking before we hit record, this is like almost a year to the day since our last episode together. But for our listeners who maybe haven't tuned into that one yet or are a little bit newer here, can you tell us a little about yourself? And for those who maybe did tune into that episode also just anything new going on any updates you'd like to share absolutely so hi everybody Um, my name is lizzie kangro i am an expert nutritionist wellness coach and author of the award-winning book reclaim the rebel Um, and my passion is really in helping busy high achieving women to confidently step into the body that they love without the fad diets Well, that is so needed, I think, in today's society, especially we have so many people coming at us left and right with the fad diets and the different things to try. And there are so many, I think, mixed messages out there. And I think that what you're doing and what you've put out there with your book, I think, really does a service that's, again, so needed for for women out there. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I feel like the more I speak about this, the more I'm just amazed at how many women are impacted by it and just the extent of how we can physically and mentally abuse ourselves in a way that we would never do to our friends or family. Um, And so, yeah, I'm just so grateful that I get to meet 
amazing women like you who are equally passionate about helping others to really progress on their journey to loving their bodies in a way that they don't necessarily feel is is possible. Yeah, you know, I think that your first book about Reclaim the Rebel, it really is a rebellious act to find that love for yourself as you are and to treat yourself with that kind of respect. So I think, again, like bringing that to our consciousness and really educating us on how we can better love ourselves in a, in a world that's always telling us why we shouldn't. I mean, that's something that we all need. And it's something that, you know, really, I think propels us forward. Absolutely. And it allows us, I believe, to come home to ourselves, because from the moment that we're born, like we're born having unconditional love for our bodies. But from that moment that we're born, we're so subject to all of these external influences that kind of teach us not to love ourselves. And so really, this is not only a journey to reclaiming that love for your body it's also a journey just kind of like coming back into ourselves and coming back home and deciding on the stories and the beliefs that are serving us and those that are not yeah I can definitely see that and we talked a lot about this in our previous episode so we probably won't go too far down this path but I will say feeling positive about your body and feeling confident in your body I mean that's Again, that's something that we all struggle with. It's something that society teaches us to really steer away from. Just any tips that or anything that we should be doing to start recentering ourselves, especially I would say so many of us, so many that are part of this community are women and we experience changes in our body that are very different to what men experience just because of hormones and we can bring life into the world and so many things. So with with those changes that we go through and, and all of that, just any tips for developing that love and for coming home to ourselves in that way? Absolutely. And I think one of the biggest things that really helped me was actually focusing on the things about my body that I'm really grateful for, because I think what trips a lot of us up um, and takes us down that path of you know, inner mean girl thoughts, you know, self-abusive behaviors is feeling like we're lacking in something. Whereas when we focus on gratitude, what we're doing is we're focusing on what we do have and what we are grateful for. And so that can be a really amazing starting point for somebody who is maybe listening to this and thinking, well, how can I even like my body, let alone love it? And so that I think just finding reasons to be grateful for what our body does for us in terms of just you know simple things that we take for granted like our hands to hold our partner um, our legs to walk and dance our eyes to see the beautiful sights of nature just that in itself can be a really powerful practice of starting to really appreciate ourselves and and our bodies and then we can start to shift the needle just one percent towards where we want to be and how we want to feel because again what I see especially at this time of year is there's a lot of us out there and a lot of companies who feed on this with this desire to completely overhaul our lives our bodies our health our wellness and it's very tempting as high achievers especially to go okay I'm just like new year I'm gonna completely overhaul what I eat and how I work out oh and I'm gonna get more sleep and I'm gonna drink more water and what we're actually doing is we're setting ourselves up for failure because we're trying to take on all of these things whereas um, the secret the real secret to 
getting to our health and wellness goals and feeling amazing in our bodies is to take things in manageable chunks, like to break things down so that you're making this kind of like small tweak, but you're setting yourself up for success because in making that small tweak, you're actually able to follow through and you're able to build a habit that is going to support you in how you want to feel. And in turn, like that's going to have ripple effects on other behaviors. And then maybe you'll start to develop another habit as a result. And so really what I say to all my clients is how can you set yourself up to win as opposed to trying to take on all of this stuff and trying to make all of these changes um, and feeling pressured to like what feels like the natural next step just to move that needle 1% in the direction you want to be. Yeah, I think that that's so tempting, especially, you know, we're recording this in January. And I would say even though in in the month of February, it's a time where it's very close to when we set those New Year's resolutions, we're starting to think back to those and thinking, am I anywhere near the goals that I set for myself, and maybe even beating ourselves up for, for letting those go after about day six. And it's, it's so challenging. And I love that 1% because that's something, you know, I gained a lot of weight around the holidays and it's a little bit more stubborn than, than I'm used to. And it's really kind of a mind shift. It's just an everyday challenge almost, but even just trying to remember the small habits for now and to hold myself accountable to those, you know, I'm going to have my hot water in the morning to start my day the way that I want to be starting it, start to build in those morning practices so that I'm not beating myself up for not doing the millions of things that I know that I quote unquote should do. But I think this is a really, it can be a discouraging time of the year because we're still so close to when we set those goals, but realizing that we're not really on the track that we expected what tips do you have for either getting back on track with with those goals or kind of readjusting or just making sure that we aren't setting ourselves up to fail as as you kind of had alluded to? Yeah, and thank you for sharing that experience. And I think what's also we forget at this time is that most people are going through it too. I think I quoted on my um, Instagram yesterday that Forbes have reported that over 80% of people give up on their New Year's resolutions every single year by February. So like, we're not the only ones. It's not our fault. It's just the way that we approach how we want to get to where we want to be. Um, whether or not that is our health or our relationships or our career. And I think just going back to, okay, like, what's the lowest hanging fruit? Like, what is the closest thing, the easiest thing that I can do right now to help me move forward and to help me feel how I want to feel. And this can literally be like a five minute habit that you incorporate into your day. So like your hot water in the morning, like that's an amazing habit to develop because that's simple, it's doable, and it's something that makes you feel good. It may be making, um, I absolutely love making overnight oats and I make this huge big batch and that serves me well for the whole week and that takes me five minutes on a Sunday I make it up I put it in the fridge and then every single morning I come down I 
get out some and put it in a bowl and then I'm ready for my day. So I think realizing that these things don't have to take hours and hours and hours, like one of the most common misconceptions I see in my private practice is people are worried that they have to spend hours meal prepping or spend hours in the gym in order to reach their goals. And that's just not true. Like we can just make these small five minute tweaks that really still get us the results that we want, but just pick one of those things. So if you're starting to kind of feel overwhelmed, if the habits are starting to slip and you just want to reset, then I would, first of all, draw like mentally a line under the experiences so far, because that helps us separate the past from the present. Um, And dwelling on the past is not helpful because you can't change it. And it's not necessarily going to make you feel better. But what would make you feel better is, you know, maybe choosing to do one of these five minute small sustainable habits. So just draw that line, pick one of the habits and go back to basics. And then track, like track your progress. Like I have a paper habit tracker above my desk and I literally like tick off things on the habit tracker when I do them. And that's kind of like me giving myself a gold star. I'm like, yay, I did it go me and over time like when you look at this habit tracker you see all these ticks you're like yay I did it and that's been really successful for a lot of my clients who have for decades I have one um male client actually and he's like 75 this year and he has spent like decades and decades and decades circling through these patterns and he's used the habit tracker and used the technique of kind of like small simple habits that he can he knows he can do and taking it off has been a really empowering practice for him because he's like oh I can actually do it and that drives him to want to continue forward and do more and so I would say yeah that's that's probably the two things is drawing a line under the past and then just going back to basics. I think that that's so cool having that habit tracker too, because I know for me, I'm very tempted to go the all or nothing approach where, well, if I can't, if I don't have an hour or even a half hour sometimes to spare at the gym, then I'm just not going to get my exercise. And I've now had to shift my focus that, hey, if it's going to be too difficult for me to get that time, maybe all at once, can I take a 10 minute walk around the neighborhood and maybe do that a couple of times, but even just doing any little thing in five minutes to move myself a little bit closer to the goal. I think having the little tracker to kind of tick off and then where you can, I mean, that shows that you're moving in the direction you want to move in. I'd love to know what's on that tracker for you. Just any of those habits that we should be thinking about or habits that maybe are like those five minutes, but have those huge reward for us. Yeah. Um, and if anyone would like a copy of the habit tracker that I use, it's super simple. Um, just DM me at Nutrition by Lizzie on Instagram with habit tracker and I will send you that just so that you have that. There's a, like there's a ton of different ways to, to do this, but I like paper because I like physically checking stuff off. So yeah, I mean, on, personally on my habit tracker, I have started to take 30 second cold showers at the end of my nice warm shower. And yeah, (laughs) I built up to it. So I started off with 10 seconds and then 20 and now I'm at 30. And essentially that is just because I think twofold. 
I really like it because it's part a mental game. We're so used to being really comfortable in our everyday lives that the thought of like putting your head under a cold shower brings us all out in hives. And so I think it's kind of like the mental game of, okay, like I am capable, I can do this, I can do hard things. And secondly, because actually it's been scientifically proven the exposure to cold and really warm things like sauna has beneficial effects through our metabolism and can really help us just improve our health and wellness overall. So I do that and it's free, it's quick and not necessarily easy, but it's something that you can build up again, you know, small like tweaks that you can kind of just build, build over time. So that's that, that's personal. What I always recommend my clients who are maybe eating well, but are struggling to drink enough water, like they know that it's important, is to record that on the habit tracker. So half your body weight in ounces, put that on your habit tracker. And what can support that is having like reminders on your phone, like alarm reminders that go off throughout the day. That can be a really um, effective way of ensuring you're drinking enough water and when it's physically in front of you that you need to be drinking water it's hard to ignore it so that's in terms of like hydration and then I love what you said about moving your body like five ten minutes a day just like go out and have a walk like walk around the neighborhood even better actually if it's in the morning because when you expose your body to natural sunlight Um, In the morning, that's going to help you sync your circadian rhythm to help you get better sleep. So we all know that blue light at night isn't great from screens um, in terms of our sleep. But in the morning, what can actually help us is the natural sunlight from from when we wake up. So try and get some sunlight in the morning because that's actually going to help you become more alert during the day. And then when the sun goes down, turn off screens off or switch to a blue light filter and that's going to help us sleep. So those are just a few fun ways that we can just easily tweak what we're currently doing that's going to make a big impact to how we feel. I love that. Well, I actually had a doctor tell me that she would rather me take that morning walk than get into the gym if I only had time for one or the other, Mm -hmm. that the morning walk would have just based on whatever it was that my body was going through, she's like, it's going to have a bigger impact for you right now. I think it was, I was having some difficulty sleeping and it also, I think it just, you're happier when you're exposed to sunlight and it's great for the immune system. It's, I mean, there's so much that just natural sunlight will do for you. Yeah. There's so, so many benefits. And um, I definitely notice it because I'm English as you, <laughs> as you can tell from my accent, but I now live in LA and it's definitely changed my mood in especially winter where I used to have like constant rain and all of that kind of stuff and just having that ability to be exposed to sunlight is um it does make a huge difference however if you are somewhere that is cold and not very nice in the winter um there are still things that you can do so for example you can get like a light box there's a certain one that I recommend so if anyone is interested just like dm me and I can send you the recommendation like I, I'm not affiliated with anyone I just know that there's a brand that's better so you can do certain things like that if you are somewhat limited by the weather but yeah I feel like going out for a walk in nature is just really good for the soul as well like being able to just kind of like have that connection 
with your environment is is really really important just through your overall wellness too mm-hmm. yeah you and I are so lucky being in California and Florida <laughs> we, <laughs> we have a lot of sunlight throughout the year although I have had times where I um, I remember having an internship where I worked inside for the summer uh, 8 30 to 5 and <laughs> It was very minimal sunlight. Like there wasn't a window in the office that I was in. And I would beg after a while, I started begging oh, to no. like take the mail out, take the trash out. Please, let me out. So I came home so, so depleted. And then I was like, wait a minute. It's because I'm sitting in a dark room all day. And it made such a difference for me then I think realizing that and now I'm taking my vitamin D so that if I don't, but yeah, it, it makes such a difference. And I mean, there's so much science behind even like seeing a body of water, what that does for our mind and things like that. But even, I, I don't know the science behind this, but like if I see the ducks in the neighborhood or something like that, I mean, that brings a smile to my face and I'm calmer and less likely to maybe snack on something when I'm not hungry and do the emotional eating, I'm less likely to sabotage in other ways. Um, just, you know, with the thoughts or anything like that, when I'm getting outside and kind of centering myself in that way. Yeah, definitely. And I'm the same. Like, I just love being amongst the trees. I love seeing the birds and hearing the birds. And I think it's just, we have become so disconnected through mother nature that when we are able to connect it just brings us back to like it's a very primitive feeling it's like this feeling of just pure joy and like we're meant to have this connection and I think a lot of us is kind of through our busy lives through our environments we kind of crave that and when we're able to give ourselves just five minutes of it it feels really good oh yeah one of my um, one of my favorite podcasts, uh, Happier with Gretchen Rubin. Their challenge for this year is to get outside twenty three minutes in twenty twenty three, like so, nice. tw- twenty three minutes every day. And I mean, I, I'm so excited to hear because they always have stories come in about the different people that are trying out whatever the challenges are, trying it at home. And I always love hearing how that goes. And so I'm very excited to, to hear it. Because I I know what it does for me and I can't even imagine like as more and more people hopefully start to do that. And this is actually a time of year selfishly where in Florida, because it's a lot cooler right now. I'm like, actually, I really would love to be like, this is, this is the best time. But anytime that you can, I mean, what a difference it makes. But you touched on how that you're being connected to Mother Nature, like you're kind of getting reconnected to that primitive self. Talk to me a little bit about, I think in general, we're just so disconnected from ourselves, from our bodies, again, with the way that society teaches us to feel about our bodies, the different advice we get when we go onto Instagram and there's someone selling us something that we don't know if we really need and all of the mixed messages out there and the things that we're supposed to buy or supposed to feel, how do we kind of bring ourselves back into that place of connection and really listening to ourselves? Yeah. I mean, that's such a great question. And like, we could talk for hours on this because essentially women back in the day, BC before patriarchy and patriarchy isn't a guy. Um, it's not the male gender. It is, kind of it's an agenda and the agenda was like we need to suppress powerful women because women used to 
literally sit in circle under the dark moon or the new moon and ritualize their period. And this was a time when women were revered because they had this kind of like heightened intuition and ability to really connect to mother nature, their cycles, their bodies. And this was scary to a system that wanted to kind of control. So over time, the word witch was demonized. The numbers connected to the feminine were demonized, like 666 is actually the symbol of the divine feminine. And over time, women kind of like lost their connection with the moon, her cycles, the cycles of mother nature, as we were talking about, and their own bodies. Um, So you look right now, not only is it the diet industry, which I love to throw stones at, But it's also, you know, the tampon commercials and period adverts that kind of use the blue water for our blood (laughs) and like sanitize everything. And I think like we're pushed into this kind of like do it like a dude mindset and way of being. So, for example, like let's take dieting. I see a lot of things out there that are very um, masculine in their approach, like, you know, the rigid diet plans. Men love those. They love following this really structured routine. Women aren't like that. We're more flexible. Like we change over the month because of our menstrual cycle and our hormones. Intermittent fasting, very popular. Again, like it definitely can be very effective in men. But it's been shown that it can have a really detrimental effect to women's hormones and may not be as helpful for women to do. High intensity interval training, again, like that's a very dude centered way of working out that isn't always conducive to nurturing a woman's body and our hormones. And so I feel like we're kind of like bombarded with all of these things that even if they do have some scientific backing aren't necessarily have the scientific backing for a woman's body I was reading a book by um she's a she's based in the UK she's a doctor um called uh, Hazel Wallace and she's fantastic she's the food medic on Instagram and her book has just been released in the US I've been waiting for (laughs) weeks weeks for her book to be released Um, and she talks about the reason for this is because scientific studies find it really difficult to account for women's bodies and our their natural variability you know um, we might be pregnant we might be on our period we have childcare responsibilities so it's difficult to recruit female participants so there's a reason why we're kind of understudied and why a lot of the things out there are very centered towards men. It's not necessarily intentional, but it does have detrimental effects in terms of like us being able to really align with a strategy that works for our bodies and makes us feel juicy and vital and all of the good stuff. First of all, I think the way the systems were set up and you're so right, thinking back to Uh, I did not know that about 666, but I know that like the word hysteria comes from like the root word for the uterus that like hysteria or hysteria. Like if you hear hysterectomy, I mean, that's the same root word 
and the lunatic being like related to the moon and the way that we all, I mean, it's so wild when you really look into just how our language ties into the power that the society has taken away from women or has tried to take away from women. But yeah, so much of the research, I mean, even when the um, when the COVID vaccines were released, and I'm, this is not anti-vaccine at all, but there was so much anecdotally about how women's period, maybe how their cycles were affected for the first cycle or two after getting the shot. And not that that was any like major side effect, but it was a side effect that wasn't really addressed officially until more recently. Because I think they just couldn't really, it's, I, I guess it is harder in those scientific studies, but even like with medications, like women taking certain medications that were tested more on men, and then maybe they didn't need quite as much of the dosage as the men did. But right. yeah, it's, it's wild to see how, like how geared toward men it really is. And I'd love to know, because for women, we are in a little bit more of a state of flux. We have you know, those hormonal changes, we have just different biology than the men who may be listening. But what would you say is a better approach for women who are looking to optimize their health? Yeah. And I think really, it comes back to what we were talking about at the beginning is really coming home to yourself, um, and really understanding you. So what I love to do is, in terms of my cycle, I track it because when I track my cycle and how I'm feeling, how I slept, like it, it's not a huge long journal of dear diary and like pages and pages as literally, sometimes it's just one word, like exhausted, but like being able to just take five minutes and sit in my body and be like, Hmm, how am I feeling energetically? How am I feeling physically? How am I feeling spiritually? And being aware of that and just kind of like tracking it over time is a really great way of coming home to yourself and really honoring what your female body is telling you and just having that awareness over the day. So for example, like being aware about your cravings and getting curious about them as opposed to judging and shaming them, your body is telling you something. So it's like, hmm, like I am craving chocolate. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm due my period next week. So <laughs> that's normal. And the reason why I'm doing that is because my body is craving fat and carbohydrates because I'm utilizing more energy because I'm about to bleed. Um, and my progesterone levels are going up. So your body always has a good reason for signaling things to you. You just got to kind of learn its own unique language, um, which again, we have kind of like lost connection with. Um, and the best way that we can do that is through just kind of like that awareness and that tracking and checking in with ourselves, as opposed to trying to go outside and search for the next diet, you know, no shame and no judgment. Like, if you have, like I, <laughs> I shared on our um, podcast last year, how I had like a 10 year eating disorder as a result of trying to look for advice about how to be healthy. And as a result, I got super sick because I wasn't like, I was looking outside of myself and I wasn't really listening to what my body needed. And so I would say like the first step is really to like turn down the noise and to realize that your body is so smart and so, so incredible with what it does. And you can kind of build that with, with the gratitude that we talked about earlier. And as a result of that, you can kind of start like almost building a friendship with it again and going like, Hey body, like how are you doing today? <laughs> yeah. 
what what do you need like do you need more sleep do you want this cookie oh okay like would an apple feel better no okay like have the cookie so yeah I think it's really about that yeah I think building that friendship I mean that's so key we're so at odds with our bodies so often and we really turned out like I mean I've had so many times where you're falling asleep and at the same time you're thinking I still have so much I need to get done and you keep yourself up, get that second win. And when you finally go to sleep, it's all kind of downhill from there and you're making worse decisions. I'm a lot more sluggish the next day. So it's a lot less likely I'm going to get in a workout. It's a lot more likely that I'm going to turn to the chocolate that maybe in a, in a clearer headspace, I I'm not, I'm not craving and I don't quote unquote need in the same way. But kind of building that friendship and thinking, okay, my body is tired. Maybe I should go to sleep or maybe I should do this or, you know, get the water or yeah, have the chocolate if that's, you know, and I've also heard sometimes that chocolate cravings, it could maybe be a magnesium deficiency too. Mm -hmm. And so take your magnesium, you know, but yeah, I think having that gratitude and understand, because I think it can be really hard to just go straight from. I hate my body. I wish I looked like this person and, you know, make the transition immediately to, nope, I love my body. It's perfect. I'm beautiful. I'm all the things. And instead, because if you, if you don't trust yourself in, in saying that it can be really hard, I think moving forward, but you can say that you love that your body does the things it does so that you can stay alive and you love certain things that it does so that you can enjoy the world. And I think that that does compound and it's like compound interest and it builds on itself and grows over time. And I think it makes it easier for us to see the physical and energetic beauty in ourselves after a while. Absolutely. Like I'm sat here just kind of nodding along because like, it's so true. Like if you are trying to tell yourself something that you really don't think you can believe, then that's not going to be helpful. It's about making sure that you're moving again, like it's with it's with the physical habits, you're moving the needle like 1%. Same with your thoughts. Like, if you can move the needle 1% in the direction of something that feels better to you, and something that you can kind of like believe, then that is really powerful. And over time, it shifts. And like you said, it's like the butterfly effect, you know, (laughs) one small thing. And then over time, it really does compound. So you kind of continue to invest in that strategy, and it will pay off, it may take longer than you maybe one, but the shifts can also happen very quickly, which is what I've experienced. You know, sometimes you sort of like have these moments where you sort of like have a quantum leap in how you feel about yourself. And then sometimes you're sort of like on a little bit of the roller coaster. Sometimes you have good days. Sometimes you have days where you don't feel as good, but it's about how do you move through those situations when you're not feeling good so that you can get back onto that path of eventually moving the needle all the way to where it wants to be. Yeah. Well, I think healing is such a nonlinear path. Oh yeah. And our bodies are nonlinear as well. Like, I think like this kind of relates to our discussion about the masculine versus the feminine. Women's bodies aren't linear. Our habits aren't linear. Our tendencies aren't linear. And that can feel very scary if we want to control everything. And so (laughs) I think like when we like 
had this hint of things kind of like going non-linear and we're like why aren't we making progress well you are but it's going to be in a non-linear way and I think like realizing that is another way that we can kind of be kinder to ourselves whilst we're on this journey yeah well that's very difficult I think is it I'm a Virgo sun Capricorn rising and I feel like it's just (laughs) all the control I need all the control yes oh my goodness so now I know why we get on so well so I'm a Taurus sun um okay, and yeah. a Taurus rising so yeah I like I get you with the all the earth yeah, with the earth yeah <laughs> yeah we need the time outside and it's so hard when things aren't going the way like you're putting in all this effort and it's just you're not reaching the goal the way like I I have been exercising a lot more and I finally did weigh myself and I'm like I only lost a pound and I'm like well, hormonally, that actually makes a lot of sense. And that's actually very sustainable. But you think about it in terms of like, you know, you want all the things at once, because you're making all the change, you know, you're starting to make all the changes. And it could be very even being in this journey for such a long time, no matter how healed you are, there's still such a way to go sometimes. Absolutely. And I think like, that's the beauty of the human experience is that we can feel these emotions as we're transforming. Like we have these times where we kind of like real super joyful because we realize that we're looking in the mirror and we're not picking apart our bodies. But then like the next day we can also feel super angry and disappointed because I don't know, we weren't able to do the workout that we wanted to do. And it's so fascinating because at every point, you have the opportunity to learn and you're not always going to learn perfectly and that's okay. And I think the key for me was accepting that that was going to happen, being okay with it because for a long time I would kind of get into this spiral of I should know better and that's not going to make me feel better. So I have a choice. I can feel better by focusing on the present and what I can do and claiming my power or I can be disempowered and choose to dwell on things and get angry at myself and other people. So what do I want to choose? And sometimes I do choose to get angry and there's piles of wisdom in anger too. But other times I'm like, okay, like sit down, (laughs) calm down. What do I need? What can I do? Yeah, that's something I'm definitely grappling with, I think, in the new year, just reevaluating a little bit how I approach these things and recognizing that, hey, while there have been times that my self-image has really improved like a lot from when I was younger, but I still have those moments and... I do love a good rant and um, <laughs> kind of reckon like, okay, when am I actually kind of laughing along with my rant? And when am I getting really angry where this is just not productive and this is sabotaging me in every way? And it's, I mean, it's a fine line sometimes, but yeah, I think it does kind of disempower us when we're just getting angry about the number on the scale or not having the time in the day on this one day that you couldn't maybe fit in the workout or couldn't like, I, I know it's been frustrating for me. I, I lost a lot of weight last year being sick, but during that time, I also lost some muscle and getting back into working out. I'm noticing that I'm lifting a lot lighter weights, just kind of getting back into the swing of things and can't do quite as much as before. And it, it can be really easy to, to get frustrated, but instead of really focusing on that, just 
trying to kind of recognize, hey, I'm making steps in the direction I want to go. And it's not going to be this linear path. And I don't, I can't control that I was sick last year and that this happened to me physiologically, but I can at least make better decisions. Yeah. And that's amazing. I I, I love that so much because it, it can be very frustrating when we're on a path and then something happens and then you kind of feel like it's a setback and it's really how we choose to view that. Are we going to view it as a setback or are we going to view it as a chance to kind of give ourselves grace and have that more like feminine accepting approach or are we going to like beat ourselves up and make ourselves feel worse? And I, I really think that when those times where we kind of like have something that's challenging like we get ill and then we kind of like aren't able to work out and then when we go back to the workout and we need a lift lighter than we were at I think those kinds of times are the times where we're really able to grow the most I think a lot of people kind of see them as setbacks but actually they're the times where we grow most because we kind of like are able to really put in place some of the tools that we have been developing Um, over time it's like an athlete right they can train for the race but then on race day they have to implement the the training it's kind of like that and so yeah it really is it's such a mindset game and it really I think goes against to that conditioning in society of always better always improving always hustling and (laughs) I was writing um, my first draft of of my next book and I, (laughs) I was typing and I was like we do do doing on ourselves we need to stop that um (laughs) so yeah we need to stop do doing on ourselves yes I'm quoting that I'm definitely (laughs) quoting that (laughs) that's the soundbite right now yes yes we got it I think that's so important. And I mean, I feel like that's such a great way for us, though, to be stepping into our power. And that's something like I'd love to talk about your next book that you're working on. And I feel like that really talks about stepping into your power. Can you kind of share a little bit more about what we can do to start taking those steps? Yeah, of course. I love, 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 love this because my next book is in editing right now. It's called Reclaim the Witch and it's all about really stepping into our power as women and really owning our magic and loving our bodies in the way that we all deserve. And so stepping into our power, I think, as we've discussed on most of this podcast is about that process of coming home to ourselves and the way that we can do that is essentially looking at our lives now and thinking well what in terms of our health our relationships our career what's working really well what's feeling good and maybe what doesn't feel so good and aligned to us being in our power and then with that understanding and that awareness we can go okay well what might feel better where do I want to go and what's that bridge that's going to get me between where I am right now and where I want to be so let's take for example dieting say for example right now you are like I feel really disempowered by the yo-yo dieting behavior the self-abusive thoughts and I want to move to a place where I can look in the mirror and like what I see put on my favorite outfits and feel like a rock star when I'm out with my friends and I'm rocking it in my jeans. What's going to get me there? 
um, what's going to kind of like be a powerful way to do that. Um, maybe for you, it might be having a habit tracker and putting something on that tracker, like a 10 minute walk in the morning. It's really that part is, is up to you. Because again, it's about coming home to yourself and what works for you. And what I think is really important is, is that we're moving from a place of being told and sold a way of doing things to actually going, well, this, this works for me because it's so true. What will work for me as an individual might work for you, but it might not. And so that's really the process, but the actual behaviors that you implement to get from where you are right now to being more in your power and more aligned is very individual. And I share you know, ways to do that in my book, well, kind of actually in both books. So Reclaim the Rebel is all about, you know, how you can do that in the process of really letting go of the dieting, the emotional eating, the low body confidence and Reclaim the Witch is kind of a little bit deeper. Well, she is going to be a little bit deeper when she gets published um, and going into female cycles and how you can connect to our cyclic nature and the cycles in nature. I'm so excited about this new book. I loved Reclaim the Rebel. I'm actually like, as as we're talking, I'm thinking maybe it's time to reread because I remember there being such powerful exercises in the book, but I'm also really excited for Reclaim the Witch because I mean, that's something I've been kind of tuning into that witchy side a little bit more as it is. And really just, I think, starting to try to understand myself on a deeper level and I think that's something, again, like we've been taught our whole lives to turn off that intuition and to not listen to ourselves, but to have the exercises and the practices that you outline in your books, I think that's, I can only imagine for this second book, that's going to be, if it's anything like Reclaim the Rebel, it's, it's going to provide some really amazing insights for us. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. And, you know, I'm not the, I'm not a guru and I'm not like, I don't have all of the answers. So some of my tools people will resonate with some, maybe not, but they're, there is just kind of like real things that you can start implementing like now that have worked for me on my journey and my clients on their journeys. So it's just really, it's a, it's an honor to be able to share that so that I can help as many women as possible. Um, in that process. Well, I can't wait for your book to be available when it is. We'll be sharing it on all of the channels for Wellness and Wanderlust. I'll make sure to mention it on the show, but um, but the, the book, it'll be available toward the end of this year, or middle of this year. Yeah. So um, it will be going on pre-order end of August. So look out for that. And then it, the official release will probably be end of um, October, but I haven't got firm dates right now. In the meantime, just keep updated on my stories that all the juicy details like I keep sharing like funny things like my editor called me the other day and she was just like can I be really honest and I was like oh no (laughs) she said yeah I'm I'm excited for this so I was sharing that the other day on my story so that's probably the best place to kind of like stay updated is on my Instagram stories awesome well we'll make sure to get all of that too and I'll make sure to link that but Very, very exciting. Before we have you kind of outline some of the places we can find you, I have rapid fire questions for you. And you were our first return guest other than we had somebody as a guest host on one of the episodes who had come back. So we've changed up the rapid fire questions this week. 
Yeah, just because I know that, like, for some of them, the answers probably had not changed. So I thought, let's let's mix things up. And I think I like them enough. We might keep them for a little while. So my first one for you, what is your favorite self-care practice right now? <laughs> so we actually covered it. Mm-hmm. It is tracking the female cycle. So I am currently tracking my menstrual cycle and that's been really, really powerful. And as I say, I am also doing the cold showers. That is not my favorite. Um, It never will be my favorite, but it is a self-care practice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those ones. I, it's been something in the back of my mind for a long time. I'm like, I would like to try this. I know that all of the benefits (laughs) are there. One day I'm going to try it. So maybe, maybe because of this conversation, I'll have to I'll have to do that. But yeah, and I think tracking, I mean, it's it's just so empowering to know what your body is doing when. And I mean, there are ways we can eat differently, exercise differently, just treat our bodies differently based on what our bodies are going through. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Very empowering. I love doing a one word theme for the year. I don't know if you're a one word theme person, but if you could choose a theme for this year coming up for 2023, what would your theme be or what would your word be? I am a one word person for the year. (laughs) Um, I knew it. (laughs) So my word for the year was renewal. Renewal. I love it. Yeah. So I, um, I pulled a card from my Oracle deck. I have as a tourist, I have like this earthy connection as you understand. And so I have a lot of Oracle decks that are animal themed and um, I pulled my card and it was actually from my mystic animal deck and the animal was a phoenix. Mm. And I was like, okay, so my animal for the year is a phoenix and what word represents a phoenix and that's renewal. So that's how I got it. I love the phoenix. I feel like, I mean, it's such a cool representation of just that like metamorphosis we go through and... I mean, they, I mean, they literally come from the ashes, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great word. Thanks. What was your word? My word for this year is intention. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You know, I found that in the past, you know, I, I take on so much and I get really excited about a lot of different things, but it can be really hard sometimes to hone in. You end up like, this is a year where I really need to go back to basics in terms of my health and wellness after being sick. And then just scrambling to kind of get all the things done to the end of the year, realizing I really need to take care of myself, do the basic things, get outside, drink water, really be intentional about this is something that I want to do that energizes me that I'm excited about, or this is something that no one really expects me to do. I don't have to do. I don't want to do. (laughs) And saying no to those things and making a little bit more space in my life to either just relax and kind of be with myself and be with the people around me or to put into the things that I that I love doing. But yeah, intention is something that I feel like can kind of go by the wayside with just all of the craziness of life. And so I very much ready to implement that back. I love that. That's so beautiful. It feels like it's very sort of like being in the present and yeah, that's powerful. That's really, really cool. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. I think this might be the first time I've gotten to share it on the show too. I had a whole episode planned around it and then it just, again, the intention, sometimes things go a different way, but I think that having a word and I'm so glad that you're a one word person too. (laughs) I just feel like it does take you back to like 
you know, when you're, when you're making those decisions and feeling what's aligned and what isn't, I think that having that word, it kind of brings you back to that. Yes. Yeah. It's a great anchor for sure. Yeah. Well, I love renewal. I love the Phoenix. I think it's so cool that, that your word came from your deck as well. That's (laughs) awesome. And then my final rapid fire for you, what are you most looking forward to in the year ahead or in, you know, in the time coming up? Yeah, um, there's several things that I'm really looking forward to. I'm looking forward to going back to England. We haven't been back since 2019. So this this is the year where it's going to happen. I got my green card last year, so I was finally able to travel outside of the US. So I'm really excited for that. And in the meantime, my mom is coming from England in a couple of weeks. So when this episode airs, she will have just visited. So I've been told she is bringing a lot of toys. There are two cats, Tux and Harry. They are oh. spoiled by their <laughs> their granny is bringing all of the toys in her suitcase from the UK. So um, that will be super cute. And I'm really looking forward to that too. Oh my gosh. I bet the cats are looking forward to it. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> they are. They they get so spoiled. Like our, our bedroom is literally like this toy graveyard. It's got like mice <laughs> and fish and all of these things like scattered across the floor. So <laughs> who knows what it's going to look like after she visits. <laughs> That's amazing. Lizzie, this has been such a blast. It does not feel like it's been a year. We'll definitely have you back on the show. And I can't wait for your book to come out soon and to place my pre-order. Before I let you go, tell our listeners just where they can find you and connect and any of the services that you offer, anything you have going on. Thank you. Thank you again for having me. And if listeners would like to continue the conversation, the best place is probably Instagram. My handle is at Nutrition by Lizzie and Lizzie is felt with a Y. Um, so go say hi to me over there. If you want the habit tracker, just DM me. Again, like happy to share that. And I also have a five-day challenge coming up at the end of February, February 27th to March third which is going to show you the most effective way to look after your health and wellness in five minutes of your day so that you can thrive even when life is busy so for more details on that again head to instagram and the link for all of the details and to sign up for it is in my bio that is awesome i will be at that five day challenge so i'm very excited for that being able to make our lives better in five minutes a day i mean how can you say no to that right? I'm so excited to see you in the challenge. Yes, I can't wait. And I just want to thank you again so much for coming on the show. This again, it's been such a pleasure. I love hearing everything that you're up to and getting to hear your insights. But thank you for for coming on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Like literally, it's, uh, it's my pleasure. It really is. So thank you. I loved this conversation with Lizzie, and it honestly felt like no time had passed since our last episode together. I really appreciate her perspective when it comes to wellness and self-love, and I'm so excited for Reclaim the Witch to hit the bookshelves. I'll definitely be sharing with all of you when it's available for pre-order, but I'm truly a fan of the work that Lizzie does and the love that she brings to it. And I'm definitely planning to reread Reclaim the Rebel this year so that I can reintegrate some of the practices she talks about. 
I'm also going to snag one of her habit trackers for myself. I love a good habit tracker, and I think this is a really great resource for us to have. I have linked Lizzie's information in the show notes. Make sure you reach out to her to connect. You won't regret it. Plus, she shares some really great content on her page to help you stay ahead of your goals while still practicing that self-love that we all need in our lives. I want to thank each and every one of you for being a part of the Wellness and Wanderlust community and for sharing this part of your day with me. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to explore in the future, you can reach out to me on Instagram at Wellness and Wanderlust blog, or you can shoot me an email at Valerie, V-A-L-E-R-I-E, at wellnessandwanderlust.net. If this episode resonated with you, I would love if you would take a screenshot, share it with a friend, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find the show. It lets us know what you think. It truly makes a difference. So if you find yourself tuning in regularly or this particular conversation resonated with you, I would love to hear your thoughts. I hope you have a fabulous day and I can't wait to see you next time.